Hey everybody, welcome back with the Mensch Warmers. Uh, I'm James. I'm here with my friend Gabe. Gabe, how you doing? Hello, I'm good. It's been a long time. We we sort of had a, uh, an episode off t- to the, I guess, the secular Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, that's right. A uh, little break around the uh, winter holidays, uh, that uh, the statutory holidays at least, and, and New Year's. And uh, I, I don't you know, I don't recognize them as holidays to me. We've we've recharged our batteries and we're ready for a fun new uh, season of the Mentors. I guess we could call this like season three. If you consider I, yeah. the old the old newspaper was season one or so, and then when we came back last uh, last winter spring, that was like season it's, two, and now it's season, season three. three. And and you know we're we're saying this, we're recording this podcast on the eve of the LPGA season starting tomorrow. Oh, that's so, exciting stuff. There you go. We're 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 in time with them. So season three, you know, bring back some old characters, uh, resolve some plot lines from previous years you know, solve some cliffhangers and uh, are there any cliffhangers of, of who may or may not be Jewish? Oh, good question. You know, we can bring into season three. Good question. I I think that's like uh, the the biggest cliffhanger we have is like, we say like, we'll have to look into that and then uh, just promptly forget about it and uh, never never (laughs) return to it. Uh, Anyways, we thought we would start off this year uh, of 2022 and this new season, season three, with a look ahead to this year and talk not just about things that are going on, although we'll talk about that a little little bit, but things to get excited about. You know, we are uh, always on the lookout for the newest and biggest stories in the Jewish sports world, and we want to try and get ahead of that as much as we can. Um, And we want to give our listeners a little bit of insight into, you know, what they can look forward to for the year 2022. Um, absolutely. We, um, we also have sort of, you know, I would like to bring some early, uh, uh, news. The first thing, this is actually the weekend of, uh, our producer, Michael Freeman's birthday. Oh, wow. So it's our first Jewish sports story of the year is a big, big, uh, happy birthday to producer Michael Freeman. And, and Gabe, since we, since we last spoke, you've, uh, started your paternity leave from your, That's your right. other, your other job. I'm a full-time stay-at-home. I don't have another job, but no, I'm, I'm kidding. I do have a, another job, but I'm staying home and uh, uh, I'm a full-time dad right now. Yeah. Nice that you're still able to take time away from parenting to, uh, to do the podcast. You know what? The kid goes to bed before the time we're recording this. So once, when, when the boy is not in my view, I am all podcast all the time. I feel like the real, the real peak behind the curtain is, is the, the revelation that we tape this at like nine 30 at night after, our, after our children have gone to bed and like, you know, the only time that we can spare. Exactly. Once we had, we had the rare, to bed. we had the rare experience of hearing Michael's child in the background. Cause he's in, uh, he, he's in mountain time and his kid's still up. <laughs> Otherwise we're just, we're just the dad's uh, dad's trying to, you know, jam out after the kids go to bed quietly in the basement. Absolutely. Uh, you know, having our, our, our cool dad time, this is big dad energy, just getting on the horn and yammering about Jews. So the first, uh, big 2022 story I want to talk about that, uh, you know, thing to look forward to is I think really one of the first, um, big sporting events of the, of the calendar year, every year, um, is concurrent going on right now. And that's the Australian open. Um, and that's right. the story it's I guess I want to talk about is big, a big Jewish, Jewish, tennis, yeah, a Jewish tennis. tennis breakout. Exactly. So um, just a rundown, sort of the list, you know, these are people we've talked about before, people we're going to talk about again. Um, on the men's side, uh, Diego Schwartzman, currently ranked 13th in the world, actually playing right now as we're recording this. So we don't know if he's on to the third round or not. Um, but the short king, Diego Schwartzman, um, you know, looking for 
continued success. <laughs> he is he he is really poised to make a breakthrough. Um, Denis Shapovalov, the uh, Tel Aviv-born, uh, Canadian-raised, uh, sort of the polar opposite of of Schwartzman. Instead of swarthy and short, he is he is tall and blonde and, and very pale and very pale. Uh, but again, also ranked 14th, you know, he's ranked 14th in the world. Um, Aslan Karatsev, the, the sort of breakthrough uh, Russian-Israeli tennis player who had an amazing run at the Australian Open last year, ranked 18th in the world. These are all guys who are in striking distance. Um, so we're, we're 99% sure that he's not Jewish, but tomorrow, I guess we're recording this on Wednesday, the 19th of January. Tomorrow, uh, he's facing, uh, I guess... Um, I guess we would call him Mike Jacobs All-Star, Riley Opelka, um, mostly his name, and that he wears a chai, yeah. um, even though he that's is right. not Jewish. Um, although yeah. he is coached. So, sorry, that's... Shapovalov is playing Opelka tomorrow. Right, and on, we've looked into Thursday, this. the 20th. We looked into this before. We don't believe Riley Opelka is Jewish. But anyways, those are three men all in the top 20. Uh, you know, one of those guys is going to win a tournament this year. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think we should be surprised if we see some of them in, uh, you know, grand slam semifinals or finals, uh, and even winning. So that's, that's my big, you know, pitch for 2022. I think to keep an eye on is a real Jewish tennis breakthrough on the women's side. At, I think we got to look at the, the ladies circuit too. Yeah. I think the, the biggest contender is Camilla Georgie, uh, who won the Canadian open last year. Um, the Italian player is, you know, ranked in the thirties, I believe now. Her 40s. She is uh, on to the third round of the Australian Open as well. She's facing world number one, Ashley Barty. So, you know, this will be a huge test at, the, at, a, at a big venue um, facing the world number one. If she could pull that off, that would be an amazing start to the, to the, to the 2022 tennis season. Um, but, you know, I think Camilla that Georgie can... also, she's, she's known for a very, uh, I guess I would say outlandish fashion sense, which is nice that she's making her impact that way. Yeah, she is definitely someone to watch. Definitely, you know, she is uh, a little bit older. She's 30 years old, you know, maybe past the what we would typically think of as the peak. But she won a tournament last year. She won her first, uh, you know, 1,000-level uh, tournament last year. She is someone who is going to impress. She's going to win some big matches this year. Did, did we ever figure out if, because there was a lot of debate over it, but did we ever figure out if, um, if uh, Elena Svitolova was Jewish? Uh, I think the answer, the, the jury is still out on this. Nobody seems to have just come out and asked her, uh, which is, I know how we got the Camila Georgie answer last year, which is that somebody <laughs> just, we, we may have instigated someone to uh, just come out and ask her, but we'll see if that happens. And uh, Alina Svitolina, um, as far as we know, is may or may not be Jewish. And um, I think she's, she's ranked in top 20 right now. So definitely someone who, you know, sure. Root for her. No, 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 no harm in rooting for her, but Anyways, just the the tennis on the forefront. That's my big uh, thing to lead off, and and you know it's starting right now. It's the dead of winter here, but um, you know upside in upside down land in uh, in Melbourne. It's it's already summertime, so that's the first big thing to watch. Gabe, do you have a do you have a twenty twenty two storyline that you're you're keeping track of that you're looking forward to? Um, I've got a couple. We can stick in sort of the country club uh, world, sure, uh, and move on to the to the golf side. Um, you know, a, a golfer we follow just to bring in the connection. We mentioned Riley Opelka. Um, his coach is a man by the name of Jay Berger, who is definitely Jewish. And his son, Daniel Berger, enters the 2022 golf season uh, ranked, I think, roughly 20th in the world. 
Um, yeah, definitely the top he, 20 now. He's 19th in the world, um, where he might be the, the highest ranked Jewish golfer in a very long time. Berger, fresh off a win in the last year, won the uh, AT&T Pebble Beach Tournament. Um, didn't really contend in majors as much as we had hoped, but uh, had he did, a great he did, show. He, did have, um, he, t- he had a top 10 in the PGA, I think. And, well, that, uh, and, and, and maybe the British as well. He... he was on the winning Ryder Cup team, right? Um, where he was, I guess, the first Jew since Corey Pavin to win a Ryder Cup. Um, you know, on, on the lady side, Morgan Pressel, who we'll talk about in a minute, has won a couple of Solheim Cups. Um, but uh, uh, Daniel Berger is, is a Jewish guy to watch on the PGA Tour. He's looking forward to contending at a couple of majors this year and hopefully getting another win after winning each of the last two seasons. Um, similarly, on the men's side is Max Homa who also has a win already this season um, right. and looks to get another one too. He'll be back at his second masters and uh, hasn't done so great at uh, tournaments yet at, at major tournaments yet. But um, you know, we've, we've mentioned speaking to him on the show before and, and we're really hoping he's having a good season and hopefully we get to see them if there is a tournament in uh, Canada this year. Right. Homa won the, uh, the first tournament of the, of the 2021, 2022 season, the Fortinet championship. That's right. Something September. called the Fortinet. Yeah. Something, something called the Fortinet championship. It's up at, uh, at Silver, Silverado country club in uh, somewhere in Northern I, California. I think, I think it right? used to be, I think it used That's to Napa. be the, the Safeway open. Right. It used to be the Safeway and they moved it to California and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's so it's up in Napa. So, anyways, he had, he's had two two wins in the last year. You know, Home is a guy who's you know just sort of reaching his peak, I think, in terms of his uh, ability here. In, in, you know, just being able to finish. Obviously, he had that win last year um, at the Genesis Open at uh, the Riviera, his home. You know, sort of his home course as someone who grew up in LA. And uh, he is a guy who's going to who's going to be there on a lot of Sundays. I think Berger um, is is a guy who is completely dialed in. And he is going to be in the top. He's going to make top tens of majors this year. Uh, he yep. is going to be a contender at majors. Like you're going to see him at the top of the leaderboard at, at uh, one of these early uh, majors. And, and he's going to really surprise a lot of people for someone who's not, you know, not necessarily as flashy or, or as well-known who's, you know, but really had a meteoric rise in the last couple of years. Those two guys are, are, you know, the last year when they won their, uh, the AT&T and, and uh, the Genesis, we, we sort of reported at the time is the first time that two Jewish players had won in back-to-back weeks. And, you know, yep. that's sort of maybe not surprising. There haven't been that many great Jewish golfers. Okay. Whatever. But um, that really shows you, you know, where we're at in terms of there being Jewish golf at a high level uh, or golfers who are Jewish at a really high level in the PGA tour. And, and again, those guys are guys to watch. They're going to win tournaments this year. You're going to be reading about that. And if, if we have the same approach to our law of averages, as you see, I know tennis seems to be a little more top heavy, but you know, we've got two Jewish male golfers in the top 40 worldwide, each of whom who have won at least a tournament in the last year, as well as, uh, and th- we've got just as many tennis players uh, in the top 40 yeah. um, on the men's and women's side. So, you know, strange things can happen. You know, anti-vaxxers can get denied from whatever country tournament they're in. And, and a guy like Denis Shapovalov or Aslan Karatsev can make a really serious run. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next thing I want to highlight... Uh, just before we go, oh, sorry, I want to yeah. go on to the uh, LPGA Tour side, which you mentioned earlier, right. starts this weekend. There's three women to watch on the LPGA Tour. They're sort of American golf legend. They're Jewish golf legend, Morgan Pressel, um, who's in her, you know, entering her mid-30s. Uh, you know, came in fourth in the 2019 British Open and hasn't had a lot of uh, success since then. Um, but, you know, she's been on tour since she was 14 years old or 15 years old, I should say. Um, and she's been 
you know, uh, uh, she's been grinding on tour for a long time. Hopefully she can get back in the, in her, uh, winning ways and win a second major as well. There's two young golfers, uh, Letitia Beck, who is Israeli, um, who is kosher and sort of an observant Jew from her time at Duke and her time on tour. Now um, she continues to ride on tour and, and hopefully she gets a couple of W's this year, um, sort of middling. And then there's a very intriguing rookie, Elizabeth Sokol, who's a, a Californian ranked 80th in the world um, who can make some noise on tour this year. She's only 23. 27, I should say, I'm sorry, but, um, you know, the peak can come at any time and, and she's looking to play this weekend. So let's see, hopefully she can get some W soon. She's got four career top tens in two years on tour. Um, so hopefully she can get some, some good W's. That's great. That's really exciting. I mean, I, I will admit to not watching as much, uh, LPGA action as I, as I should, but as, as it's a, fabulous, as the father it's- of a daughter, I, I, who I would very much like to be into golf someday. So she can take me out onto the course. Uh, I think I think we got to have some LPGA on in the background. Uh, at, at the I home. think so. I think so. I, Michelle Wee is a really excellent Instagram follow, so right. I would recommend you get on that soon too. Um, but it's, I mean, I, I, I like watching any golf, but the I, I did the watch LPGA a fair amount of it. I did watch the Olympic. Fantastic. The, I did watch the Olympic women's golf, and that was pretty great. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, we can talk about the tournaments this week. Uh, Brooke Henderson, our sort of Canadian hero, is back in action, playing in a pro-am with Vince Carter today. Oh, wow, um, So there's cool. some good Canadian excitement. That's great. Um, the next thing I wanted to highlight was uh, just the possibility uh, in 2022 of a fourth straight uh, Jewish Super Bowl champion. Um, so as we're taping this, uh, we're coming into the divisional, uh, divisional round of the uh, – of the NFL playoffs. And there are two Jews who are still active uh, in the playoffs um, who have a chance of making to the Super Bowl. And I think, you know, both of them play for, for teams that uh, they could be facing each other for all we know. Um, so the first is Ali Marpet, uh, who won last year. Um, mm-hmm. He plays for the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. He was, you know, pretty important part of their, uh, important part of their victory. He's a guard. So he's not the flashiest uh, position. He's not someone whose name you're going to hear called a lot. I think, he, you know, for guards, um, it's sort of like if you don't hear their name being called, it means they didn't do anything wrong. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, he's a guy who grew up in, in suburban New York. I uh, went to, you know, Hobart College, not a not a really well-known football school, but he's really made a, a impressive career for himself now, six years or seven years, I think, in the league um, and with the ring and, you know, continuing to start uh, game in, game out. Um, was he the one who missed um, missed Hanukkah with a uh, the game on Hanukkah with an abdominal injury, which I think we chose to believe was eating too many letkas? No, I believe that was Anthony Ferkser, who we are, uh, who is the other Jewish player who's still around, um, who you know similarly grew up in um, Menlapin Township, New Jersey, um, <laughs> pretty you know suburban suburban kid. Went to went to Harvard, so no, no slouch in the, in that regard. And got mm-hmm. drafted in, sorry, went undrafted in 2017, but stuck it out and uh, made it as a, initially as a New York Jet and is now playing for the Tennessee Titans. Um, so he's been with the Tennessee Titans. He is uh, playing a fair, a fair chunk as their tight end. He's their, their number two tight end, basically. Um, but he has gotten into a lot of games. Um, he is someone who I think could have a big impact, especially, you know, as a blocker, uh, you know, not going to get a, his name called a ton, but you know, he's going to have a few receptions every game. Um, yep. you know, I think he had three, four, five receptions in, in playing the games this year. Um, but he is a name to watch out for, you know, the Tennessee Titans are surprisingly the number one seed in the AFC. 
they very easily could, you know, they probably will beat the Bengals this week and they're going to be one game away from the Super Bowl after that. So, um, you know, he's someone to keep, keep an eye on. The previous three seasons had uh, Allie Marpet last year and uh, two years ago was Julian Edelman. And uh, sorry, two years ago was Mitchell Schwartz. And three years ago was Julian Edelman. Um, Super Bowl MVP, Julian Edelman. That's right. So, you know, this is a this is a long tradition now, three straight years of a Jew winning the Super Bowl. And we'd like to keep that tradition going into into Super Bowl um, uh, 46. I think this is. Do, do we know which Super Bowl this is? I thought it was we were past 50 now. I thought we had Super Bowl L already. No, Super Bowl L is definitely in the future. Um, no, this is LVI. We're super we're at 56 now. Super Bowl we're at 56? LVI. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What's the what's the gematria of, of LVI? You know, we'll have to we'll have to compare the name of uh Anthony Ferkser and or Ali Marpet if they've reached the Super Bowl versus the uh the gematria of the LVI <laughs> Super Bowl. We'll, we'll we'll have to we'll have to get our 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 best Talmudic uh and, and Kabbalistic scholars on that if those guys make the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I, it, I'm sure they would. Um but but before we do, we've got a huge sort of a really big uh, story coming up, which is the Olympics. Before we get to that, we're gonna take a quick break uh, and we'll be back shortly. And we're back. Uh, Gabe, you said that uh, you want to talk about the Olympics. Didn't, didn't we just have an Olympics? Is it, is it really Olympic season already? <laughs> you know, they come, but once an Olympiad. Uh, twice an Olympiad now, I guess. An Olympiad is a thing of four years and and COVID has made it weird. It looked like this one was going to get postponed for a while. Um, I guess it's the Beijing 2022 Olympics. I guess this is the way it used to be, right? Because they used to do the winter and summer Olympics in the same year. They did. And it must have just been exhausting for the people who covered it and had to go to like Seoul for three weeks and then like Norway Innsbruck, for three Austria. weeks. Yeah. You know, to, to, I'm, I'm heading from Chamonix down to uh, uh, Sydney, Australia. Yeah. No, I'm sure. Um, but now they've split them up. But because of COVID, the 2020 Olympics happened in 2021, even though they were still called the 2020 Olympics. Right. And, all, you know, we're now at the 2022 Olympics, which are happening as planned in China. Um, we should probably start by saying that China hosting another Olympics is probably not a generally good thing for the overall world. The Olympics, while wonderful to watch, have some ethical issues with going on with them, especially in a country like China, which has some ethical issues going on with all of its, you know, production and organization. That said, we can still celebrate the Jewish people that are having a great time while doing it and making us proud. So there's a few we want to highlight. One of them, um, I'm we're not quite positive if he's going to appear at the Olympics. This time qualification has been a bit of a mess, but I want to bring everyone's attention to um, the Israeli skeleton and bobsled athlete, A.J. Edelman. He is an American born um, uh, uh, Jewish Israeli of Israeli heritage. His brother, Alex Edelman, you might have heard of him as a popular comedian on TikTok and YouTube. Um, But A.J. um, has taken his degrees from MIT and Yale and decided to apply them to strapping some knives to his chest and throwing himself down a tube of ice, um, which I find, you know, as, as uh, Jerry Seinfeld says, it's one of those sports where the whole goal is not to die. Yeah, he's uh, a real sledder. He's a, he's a multidisciplinary sledder. It's pretty amazing. You just strap, yeah, strap some skates to that guy's chest and he's good to go. 
he's good to go. He just throws himself down the ice. He's, you know, people like to joke, at least I like to joke that Israelis are a little bit like sort of like a screw loose, just sort of as a personality <laughs> trait of being an Israeli person. Um, you know, if you've ever w- tried to wait in a line in Israel, you can understand that they, they don't really operate in the same way as the Western rest of the Western world. Right. But uh, I think that this man, you know, with his, his highfalutin, spectacularly impressive university degrees from MIT and Yale is also a, you know, a sliding sports athlete really shows the, the Israeli attitude of, uh, eh, fuck it. So he, he's, we're, we're exciting to watch AJ, um, whether or not he appears in the Olympics, he's a great story to follow throughout his career. Um, and it's, it's really impressive what he's done. Um, uh, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to segue to another sort of sliding sport in a way, talk about our, our aptly named Colorado Jewish heroes, uh, siblings, Taylor and Ariel gold. Yeah. Who- so Ariel gold was the, uh, one bronze in Pyeongchang. Uh, at the Olympics as the for the uh, half fight, I believe she's not returning. I think she's retired or sort of semi-retired. And her older brother is Taylor Gold, who is going to be making the Olympics uh, and competing uh, for the U.S. team. Um, so definitely someone to keep an eye on. Uh, are, they, are they the gnarliest Jews we can think of? Like the rad, like true, like radical Jews? I think that's the that's the raddest we can get. Is is on the half pipe. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. Jews and skateboarding in the Summer Olympics. That's, that's true. Like pretty rad. There maybe there was a surfer or two, which is is pretty. I I I feel like surfing's more gnarly than rad, though, right? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, tubular, tubular, even. Oh, surfing is definitely tubular. Yeah, it's definitely. But like you know, right now when you Google coolest Jewish person. And I, this is like not a joke. I shit you not. The top, the top two results are Benjamin Netanyahu and Alan Dershowitz. So Weird. we got to get on Google. Google the, yeah. those, those horrible ghouls with the gold siblings. Who yeah, are the much, algorithm much, is much, failing us on that. Uh, much so to- rather than, than the Dersh and Thomas Friedman. <laughs> So Taylor Gold returning to the Olympics after uh, after competing in Sochi. Uh, definitely wish him luck. A few other guys, people to uh, to highlight. Uh, uh, David Warsawski uh, is going to be on the uh, you know scrappy ragtag U.S. hockey team. Uh, as as most people know, the uh, NHL uh, players are no longer going to be going to the Olympics for a number of reasons. So you know, sort of the best and brightest of the minor leagues and, and professional leagues around the world are being recruited to, to fill out the rosters and. Uh, a few Israeli athletes as well. You know, Israel tends to send a few athletes to Winter Olympics, uh, typically in skiing and sorry, in skating, uh, figure skating. And uh, there's also a short track speed skater, Vladislav Baikonov, who is uh, going to be competing in a few short track events as well. So um, this is, this is going to be his third Olympics. I, you know, short track is is a is a discipline that often has weird outcomes. So very possible that, you know, we see him in the finals or we see him, you know, maybe even on the podium at, at the Olympics. That's that's very exciting. Um, another person we'd like to mention uh, is U.S. figure skater Jason Brown, um, yeah. who is proudly Jewish, recently uh, featured from our friends uh, in Alma magazine um, about, you know, he is figure skating, I think, um, you know, is, is one of the more artistic pursuits that might speak to a little more of the Jewish sensibility than sort of one of the brute strength or, as we said earlier, goal is not to die event. Um, but uh, when he was, uh, when 
uh, Jason Brown was 20. He won his first Olympic medal uh, and is about to uh, compete with in his third uh, uh, Olympics. So a uh, big mazel tov and a good luck to Jason on that. I, I would say he's almost male winter version of Ali Reisman um, as she, you know, did her gymnastics routine to, to uh, Havana Gila. He has done routines to the theme from Schindler's List, which is dark, <laughs> but, you know, a moving piece of music. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to be part of his Olympic routine, but definitely got to watch. I think there's, a, there's probably a more uplifting Steven Spielberg <laughs> theme song to do your your music to. I think Jurassic Park is, is obviously the answer. Jura- of, uh, you know, the, the theme from Jurassic Park would be great. Skating Park. I'm sure someone's done that. Yeah, I, my uh, a good friend of mine walked down wow. the aisle. To very that cool. Song. So I, <laughs> I think that uh, he is Jewish. So I think that would be a very good, um, uh, uh, very good song for it. Is but that's John Williams. John Williams John isn't Williams. Jewish, is he? I I don't believe he is. I don't believe yeah. so. So we got to find a Hans Zimmer if he can come. Right. If Jason Brown could do a, a thing to Inception, and every one of his triple axles could be on time <laughs> with like a blah, that would be really really good. Jason, if you're listening. Here's a free tip for you. Let's leave it there for the Olympics for now. I, I should tell everybody uh, two things. One, you know, we're going to be focusing on Olympics coverage much over for the next few months, uh, you know, as the sort of doldrums of the sports here is, you know, basketball and hockey uh, round into their, you know, third quarter and the NFL comes to an end. There's not much else going on. So the Olympics are definitely going to be on our forefront. We'll be highlighting Jewish athletes, hopefully talking to a few of them uh, and uh, hopefully talking about the political side as well, because, you know, we've been approached by people who have been focused on the Uyghur genocide and the Jewish angle on that um, protesting the, the, the fact that these Olympics are going on altogether. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's something we've talked about in the past in the Olympics. You know, we had uh, Andrew Marinus on who wrote a book about the 1936 Olympics in Berlin. And uh, I think it's going to be, a, you know, something that's on the forefront of, of, of Jewish viewers, the Olympics. Um, one more thing I want to mention as a, uh, you know, upcoming storyline um, that is a big one for 2022 is about uh, quarterback JT Daniels. So he was the starting quarterback at Georgia before he got injured this year. Uh, he was still on the championship winning team that, uh, that won the national championship last week, but he was the backup for Stetson Bennett, the fourth, uh, who has decided to return to Georgia and is going to continue to, to imagine be their starter. Replacing, so JT Daniels, replacing a Jewish person with somebody named Stetson Bennett, the fourth, like that yeah, sounds exactly. quite predictable. The, the most, the most, you know, country club uh, Goyesha name there could possibly be, you know, Stetson Bennett, the fourth, just all time name. But um Anyways, the point is JT Daniels, who, whose mother is Jewish, uh, you know, I think identifies as Jewish. Um, he is going into the transfer window. Don't, don't know where he's going to go yet. The, Possibly the transfer portal. School. Entering the transfer, the transfer portal. portal. Yeah. And he this this time he could do it. He was previously at USC, then he went to Georgia. Now he could transfer again because he's a graduate transfer, so he doesn't have to sit out a year. And, uh, you know, he is like fifth on the list right now in terms of odds for the Heisman. He's like a 21 Heisman favorite. Um he is definitely a guy who is going to be uh, on a, on a top, you know, a team that's in the top 10, like starting the year, top 20, starting the year. Uh, He, if he can stay healthy, can really have a shot at the Heisman and uh, you know, probably is our best Jewish quarterback prospect since uh, Josh Rosen. Since has there, I mean, has there been a Jewish Heisman winner yet? There has never been a Jewish Heisman winner. Yeah. Uh, So he would be the first. first I'd be very excited. I think, I think, Josh Rosen may have been a finalist. I don't think he was. I mean, he. I don't think he was because that would have been the um, uh, the Baker Mayfield year. Yeah. Right. I, okay. We, so maybe I, not. I, I don't know if Josh Rosen was, but obviously he was a big quarterback prospect. Um, you know, we'll see if JT Daniels can do that as well. That's something that would be interesting. 
and uh, something to watch out for in the 2022 uh, college football season. Entering um, the transfer portal. It's so, is that the bar mitzvah of a Jewish college athlete? I, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's right. Um, okay. Before we go, anything else you want to mention? Keep you know, obviously there's thousands of things that'll come up between now and the end of the year chess, you know, auto racing F1's coming back. There's some Jewish yeah. competitors there, right? Looking for another big year from Lance Stroll. Um, he sort of took a step back in his development, unfortunately, but we're cheering him on another year on Aston Martin. Um, you know, Lance, hopefully he'll get to race in Canada for the first time in a long time since he's, you know, sort of had his breakout, um, had a couple of podiums. He hasn't been in Canada since that's happened. So that'll be great to see him yeah. um, as well as his dad there, you know, two Jewish Montrealers as well. Um, Israeli driver Roy Nassani or Nissani, however you pronounce it, is back at Williams as their backup driver. Um, so hoping, you know, you don't want to wish anybody injury or anything like that. But if somebody at Williams gets hurt. We get to have another Jew on the grid. So two out of the 20 F1 drivers would be Jewish, and that would be pretty darn cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, Denny of Tia and the Washington Wizards may make the NBA playoffs. You know, Denny's looking to be the first Israeli uh, in the NBA playoffs. If they make it, something we'll keep in mind as we ran into the spring. Are, are we, I think, you know, we could always talk about baseball, but I think we're going to take a pause in some yeah. Marvin Miller solidarity here. <laughs> And uh, uh, That's right. wait till the the uh, uh, lawyers and the the agents have settled everything before we really get too excited about baseball. Yeah, uh, one other thing I want to mention: uh, we don't know the date on this yet, but there's a, a Jewish sports media thing that I want to point out, which is that uh, the Barry Levinson directed film, The Survivor, about Harry Haft, uh, an Auschwitz survivor who you know was forced to box in Auschwitz and uh, you know lived to tell the tale. Um, That's starring Ben Foster, a Jewish actor. Um, it, it premiered at TIFF last year and it was bought by HBO Max. So I think that's something we'll see hopefully in the next few months. And, uh, you know, Barry Levinson obviously directed one of the greatest sports movies of all time in The Natural. Um, this, this should be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. I, I, I think that's a, a fun story to, I to, think, to watch, I, see if there's a good reaction to that. Absolutely. I think Ben Foster is a great example of a, of a non, of whatever the opposite of our Mike uh, uh, Jacobs All Star is somebody who doesn't seem Jewish but is right. definitely Jewish. Uh, would be Ben Foster, as well as his wife Laura Prepon of uh, uh, Orange Is the New Black and and that '70s show fame. Both they're not athletes, but they are Jewish, even though they seem very not Jewish. So if we ever have Ben on the show to talk about his role as Harry Haft, I'm going to have to tell him that. I think it might be a Diana Agron uh, All Star. Um, after after the uh, the actress who is um, you know from Savannah and blonde and doesn't have a particularly Jewish name and I think that that she's the surprise too. Diana uh, Agron All Star is yeah. very very good. Paul but, Rudd All Star would be another Paul, one. Too. Paul Rudd, yeah, maybe maybe. Anyways, um, I think we should leave it there for now. Um, as always, you can find us at the Canadian Jewish News. Uh, the CJN, that's the A, where our podcasts are posted. Um, we're hoping to have an art, article out uh, shortly about the uh, greatest Jewish athlete of all time, following up on the podcast we did a few months ago. Um, you can follow us on Facebook there at the CJN Lounge and also on Twitter at Menschwarmers. Uh, please like, su- subscribe, review to our podcast wherever you're getting it. And uh, stay tuned for upcoming Olympic coverage. And uh, it's great to be back.